This is Show Me Today, the voice of Missouri. Identity theft has been an issue for decades. And with yearly technological improvements, thieves have new ways to get what they want. Marshall Griffin has this segment to assist us with noticing any signs that may lead to identity theft. He's with Assistant Director for the Federal Trade Commission, Joni Way. The problem has been a constant for many, many years. And every year it tops the Federal Trade Commission's list of reports that we get. The the Federal Trade Commission gets millions of reports from consumers all across the country about the consumer issues they're facing, and ID theft is always at the top of the list. In 2022, for example, the FTC received 1.1 million reports. And this year, in 2023, through September, we've already received 800,000 reports. Um, The full year of 2023 will be coming out shortly. But the thing to remember about these reports is they reflect just a tiny fraction of people who are impacted by identity theft because the majority of people who are impacted don't file a complaint. In Missouri, I just wanted to flag, we also see thousands of complaints about ID theft. Um, This year, in 2020. 2023, the first three quarters, nearly 8,000 reports. In 2022, 12,000 reports. So the problem is very widespread, and I'm sure everybody either has been impacted or knows somebody who's been impacted by this problem. And there's all different types of identity theft as well, um, which it can be, I guess, it can be as simple as uh, somebody accessing your your credit card and making a purchase um, in your name that's not yours, but it, it can go even further than that. Uh, what's what's some of the worst case scenarios of ID theft? Yep, you're right. There are very there are many different kinds of identity theft. Identity theft really just means your personal or financial information is used without your permission. So you're correct. It can be as simple as a credit card is opened in your name and then used. It can be as serious as somebody has opened a bank. Somebody has um, hacked into your bank account. Somebody has opened bank accounts in your name. Somebody has taken out business or personal loans in your name. Used your social security number to get a job, to steal your tax refund, to get medical care. Um, care. And the issues can be take years to resolve. What type of person uh, is an identity thief? It, uh, I guess a lot of people think of it as just a... a an individual criminal, but I'm guessing there are also criminal organizations that uh, engage in this type of of theft and perhaps even um, hostile hostile governments and foreign powers. Am I I correct there? Yeah, absolutely. Again, this ranges. There are individuals who still do look in dumpsters and mailboxes to find people's personal and financial information, but it also can be very sophisticated. We all hear about the data breaches Um, that we read about in the news, which are very sophisticated, systematic operations to hack into companies and governments' accounts um, to access personal and financial information. Um, Online account hacking can happen at a systematic level as well, um, and it typically doesn't involve one person trying to get into your email, but rather a very sophisticated, highly complex operation to get into many people's emails. Um, data breaches, again, so common, and this has um, a lot to do with the fact that our 
confidential and personal information is is everywhere. Um, it, it's, uh, it's all the things that we do online these days, um, all the information we have to put into access basic things like our healthcare, for example, um, those are all, those put us, um, the, the amount of information we have online puts us all at risk for identity theft. You're listening to Show Me Today. This is Marshall Griffin. We're speaking with Joni Way. She's the assistant director of the Federal Trade Commission's Midwestern Regional Office. They're located in Chicago. What are some ways that uh, scammers can get someone's information, and how can you, uh, I, how can you identify or figure out if uh, someone has stolen your identity? Yeah, so scammers can get your identity through a whole variety of ways. Again, it can be as simple as finding a um, a bank account solicitation in your mailbox or in your dumpster. It can be online. It, it, these scammers are very sophisticated, and they can get access. They can hack accounts and get your information, or a data breach can make your information vulnerable, and then they can use that information to commit identity theft. And the ways that you can spot identity theft include and an, an, um, a withdrawal from your bank account, for example, that you can't explain. You don't get your regular bills in the mail that could indicate someone's stolen your identity and changed your contact information. Debt collectors may suddenly call you about a debt that isn't yours. You may notice unfamiliar accounts on your credit report or maybe get a bill for a medical, um, medical service that you didn't actually get. Sometimes people go to use their medical benefits and they're rejected and it shows that you've reached your limit on the benefits when in fact an identity identity thief has stolen your medical information and is using it. I know I personally received a notice during the pandemic that some that I was unemployed and that somebody was trying to collect my unemployment benefits, um, which wasn't true. Of course, I wasn't unemployed. IRS may contact you and tell you there's more than one tax return filed in your name. So these strange little incidents should definitely raise red flags for people. But it's important to stay vigilant. And one thing I like to tell everybody is you should always, on a regular basis, get a free copy of your credit report. It's free every year um, at annualcreditreport.com. And just a quick skim, it's very easy to request it, and just a quick skim through your credit report will tell you a lot, and you'll be able to see unusual accounts um, that would raise red flags. Some people, some people might be afraid to do that because there's you know, instances, or at least there's rumors that if somebody requ- uh, requests a copy of their credit report, that that automatically causes their credit rating to go down. Is, is that a legitimate concern? No, that is not a legitimate concern, and that is not true. Requesting a free copy of your um, credit report does not impact your credit. What impacts your credit is attempts to open and receive lines of credit. We've heard about things called, uh, you know, phishing scams or or smishing attempts, things like that. Um, explain to explain to us what those things are, um, and um, they are connected, obviously, with somebody trying to steal an identity or gain access through uh, through texts and emails. Uh, how, how dangerous and how common is that? That's very common. And we and this kind of phishing, smishing scam falls under the category of what we call an impersonator scam. It's essentially a scammer pretending to be someone else in order to get your personal information. 
And so the way this typically, and it's very common, I should say, it's one of the top categories of fraud that the FTC hears about. But typically it starts with a call, text, email, or message on social media saying that a person is someone you know or trust, someone you personally know or trust, or perhaps a business that you know or trust, like Best Buy or Amazon. There, there usually is a problem with your account or purchase. Maybe you've won something, but what always is the case is you have to act quickly. There's always some kind of ask that you click on something, that you provide some information, that you give a login or a password. Sometimes they pretend to be the postal service, that you have a package that you've received, but you need to come redeem it by clicking on this link to provide some additional information. I want to flag a new type of a new twist on this type of scam that we've been seeing that's really um, caused a lot of um, consumer injury. And it's these scammers that pretend to be a bank and telling you, or an investment firm, and telling you that your money, uh, that your, your money is at risk and you need to move it to another location. Supposedly there's fraud on your account and to protect your money, um, you have to transfer it to a different account. And uh, the scam has caused people, unfortunately, to lose their entire savings. And it's a, it's a horrific kind of version of this impersonator scam that we're trying to flag and call people's attention to. I think the key thing on impersonator scams is always, always view a request for your information suspiciously. It's unfortunate, but this is how, this is the world we live in now, and this is what we have to, we all have to be very vigilant. So if it's a bank um, suddenly texting you and asking you for information, just pause, pause, because that's red flag number one, and then go separately to your bank's website, for example, and log into your account from there to see if there really is some concern that you have to address. That was Joni Way. She's the assistant director of the FTC's Midwestern Regional Office in Chicago. If you're tuning in late or want to hear more, subscribe to Show Me Today on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Show Me Today, the voice of Missouri.